Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. And welcome to this week's episode of Out of the Drying Pan. I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. Hello, Jacob. Hi, Austin. How are you? I'm missing Alex. I wish she was here. I know. It's so sad she couldn't be with us today. She has a life, apparently, and has forgotten all about us. We know that's not true. (laughs) Just kidding. It's me, Alex. I'm not Jacob. He's the one out with the life. I would just like to apologize if my audio is still fucking up. Oh my gosh. Is it? It's okay. And you you know what? No one would have noticed if you didn't draw attention to it. I'm going to draw more attention to it. I like to highlight my insecurities, including my audio quality or lack thereof. Oh, Lord. Okay. Leave five stars. I don't know if I said this because I never do the opening, so I may have forgotten. But we talk about Pokemon on this podcast, and that's what we're going to do today. Two episodes, right, Austin? Good job. Yes. And we're also E for explicit. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. E for explicit. So we curse a lot and we say some inappropriate things. So if you're a kid, this isn't the podcast for you. Yeah, why would you click on a Pokemon podcast thinking it's appropriate for children? What's wrong with you? I know, exactly. Your mistake. Let's start out with week talk. Let's talk about what we did because I know maybe we did some stuff this past week. Austin, let's start with you. I drove you to and from the airport. That's right, you did because you're the best friend ever. Debatable, but go on. (laughs) I had a work trip. And so I had to fly out of town. I went to New Orleans. So it was really fun. For those keeping track at home, you can cross New Orleans off the list of places that we live. Okay. Or maybe I took a plane to the place I already live. Yeah. I'm sure they've already figured it out. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. We don't live in New Orleans. I had to go there for a work trip. And I was there for a few days. It was fun. It was really expensive. Uh, Food and everything cost a lot of money. Again, it was a work function, so we weren't there to party, but it was something different. That was a whole week of adventure, so yes. Austin, what did you do? Um, nothing. No, I take it back. I said I was going to say something interesting every single week. I just went to Target and bought new underwear. I hate buying men's underwear because there's always, like, a naked model wearing the underwear on the packaging. And I'm like, Mm. I don't like the way that you're trying to, like, use these naked male models in their bodies to promote this underwear. I'm not going to have an eight-pack abs if I buy this underwear, so I'm not going to buy it. Fuck you and your advertising techniques. And I get all, like, indignant about it. And then I go and I find the clearance underwear and I buy that instead. So I, I do feel your pain because they do the same thing with women's clothing. Yeah, if you buy the um, lacy underwear, suddenly you have curves in all the right places and you have a nice toned stomach and your, airbrush. your boobs look amazing. Yes, I know. Exactly. Speaking of underwear, what was that underwear subscription service we talked about that one time? Me undies. You could do that. No, that shit's expensive. I got I got the discount underwear. Oh, okay. $30 for four pairs. Fuck me. $30? Is that the MeUndies or is that clearance underwear? That's clearance underwear from Target. Jesus. I know. Well, I guess you want underwear that lasts a long time. No, nothing I hate in this world more than buying clothing, including underclothing. <laughs> it just stresses me the fuck out. Let's all just wear paper bags. That's what I've been saying. Anyway, that's interesting. I'm glad you had a good underwear-filled week. Usually I'm relying on Jacob to come up with some witty segue, but I don't have that this week. That's too bad. 
In other news, it's about to rain here and I got my car washed and now I'm sad because I just spent money and now it's going to rain. Well, we're at the time of the year where it rains literally every day, like starting as of today, we're at that era. Well, you might say that I had tunnel vision today, Austin, because all I can think of was getting my car washed because a bird pooped on it. But you know who else who has tunnel vision? Jigglypuff and the Snubble. Jigglypuff and the Snubble and Onyx and the Twerps, because this week's episode, or at least one of them, is tunnel vision. Woohoo! Because there's two of us, I guess we can take an episode each. Oh, it's our favorite segment, Rock, Paper, Scissors. Oh, God. Yeah, we we don't plan going into these things. We just kind of do. Do you have a preference? Because I don't, and I don't care which one I do. Uh, I mean, we could do Rock, Paper, Scissors. Rock, Paper, Scissors. We got to have the random element to it. Okay, whoever wins this does the 30-second summary for this episode, and the other person has to summarize it. Okay. And then flip it. Okay? All right. Okay, so we'll go Rock, Paper, Scissors, and then shoot. Yeah. Got it? Okay. All right. Rock. Rock. Paper. Paper. Scissors. Shoot. Okay. I do the summary. All right. Austin's going to do the summary for Tunnel Vision. Our 30 second summary. Does that mean I have to talk about this episode? Yes, it does. All right. Let me get the timer. All right. Are you ready? Yes. In three, two, one, go. The twerps come to the well-known Johto landmark of the Onyx Tunnel where there's like four or five Onyx in a tunnel. And so they decide not to go into the Onyx tunnel because this is a Jigglypuff and Snubble episode instead. And they meet for the first time and Jigglypuff doodles all over someone's faces and Snubble steals the microphone and then Snubble joins Team Rocket for a half second and Meowth runs away. And then they all get into a big slapping fight. Co- ah, they all get into a slapping contest with Meowth. And then eventually Jigglypuff gets the microphone and puts the Onyx to sleep and we walk through the tunnel. Time. Good job. Yeah, that's a good point that you made. I thought this was going to be an Onyx-centric episode, but it wasn't. It was a Jigglypuff and Snuggle episode. Your favorite. I know. Last time, you and I, it was just the two of us doing a podcast episode. It was about the Snubble <laughs> introduction episode. And now here we are again with another Snubble episode. Okay, I have to ask because I don't remember. And Austin keeps up with all the metrics anyway, and I don't. What was our listenership for when it was both of us? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, boy. Not high enough. Tell all your friends. Tell all your friends. Yeah. Referral bonus. Leave a review. Tunnel vision. All right. So we're still on the way to Goldenrod, which I don't think we're going to get there anytime soon. And am I, like, correct in thinking that? You are correct. I'm kind of getting a little bit fatigued, to be honest with you, because I just wish we would get there. That's the Johto way. If I was Jacob, then I would be like, oh, we've already gotten the third batch. We've already seen Whitney and all that. But nope, we haven't. Like Austin said, we're on the way to Onyx Tunnel, and Misty decides to ask, why, Brock? Why is it called the Onyx Tunnel? Because it's just not obvious enough. And uh, Brock explains that it's called this because a bunch of Onyx live there, which when I say a bunch, it's only like three. I think it's three. Isn't it like three? I'm pretty sure. It's a small amount of Onyx. Yeah. 
I mean, I love Onyx just as much as the next person, but it's not that much of a, it's not that interesting. All that aside, really the focus of the episode is Jigglypuff and Snubble, who are both in this episode, and they're both stalking the twerps. Team Rocket's there, they're at the Onyx Tunnel, they gotta try to get through, and they can't, because as soon as you step foot in the Onyx Tunnel, the Onyx attack, and so they have no choice but to flee back outside and try to figure out, how are we supposed to get around? So conveniently, Ash and friends are somewhere nearby, and Jesse and James had the brilliant idea that in order to get past these Onyx, they need a water-type Pokemon. Only water Pokemon will do, because apparently Victory Bell, who's a grass-type, does not work at all. Sucks. Why? <laughs> because Victory Bell sucks. Does it, though? I like Victory Bell. Yeah, but clearly it's not very effective against these rock-ground-type Pokemon. Wouldn't it have a four times weakness? Eight times. Wait, really? Wouldn't it? No, I'm pretty sure it's... Isn't that how it works? Grass times rock times ground. No. Yes. It's rock and ground. So it's both... It's a two times weakness to each one. So it'd be four times, Oh, what did I say? Shit. Eight. Oh, but then you get stabbed because Victory Bell's a grass type. Oh my god. Okay, you're right. See, I don't metagame. I don't know game mechanics. Clearly, I don't either. We just gotta dig around. Okay, is this gonna be one of those things where we have to come back next week and be like, on our corrections corner? Probably. Who cares? If we, if we get it wrong, we apologize. Anyway, victory is supposed to be... Victory. Victory bell. Victory is not imminent. <laughs> no. Victory, the victory bell, is not victorious. In fact, it just bounces right off the onyx, and onyx crushes victory bell to death. So Jesse and James have no choice but to leave the tunnel and try to figure out a way around, which involves ambushing the twerps and stealing Misty's water-type Pokemon, because it's the only way. Ash and friends are bathing in the river, which got me to thinking, that must be miserable. I don't think I could bathe in a river. Could you? Uh, I don't intend to. Camping is not for me. I've never gone camping in my entire life, to be honest. Like, ever in the woods, like with the tent? Nope. I have. I've been. When I was younger, I used to go a lot with my dad. He was a very outdoorsy guy, but I quickly learned that I did not care for camping. Where are we? Okay, so... We're in Johto. Unfortunately. We're on the way to Goldenrod City. So, but before we get there, we have to do this stuff. So they come across Snubble, who has tracked them all the way here. And they're like, oh my gosh, that Snubble looks really familiar. It's got the same little pink bows and everything. Let's chase after it, because it looks like it's looking for something. And eventually, they lose sight of Snubble, and they run into Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff's here, and we haven't seen Jigglypuff in forever. And nobody was sad about that. I wasn't sad about it. How do you feel? This episode of Jigglypuff and Snubble meeting kind of had to happen. Did it? I guess because like we have the established recurring little pink Pokemon following Swerps and Team Rocket respectively. I don't know. I'm just like, well, I wasn't into it. It was not very interesting to me. Okay, maybe I've probably forgotten a large chunk of like all the Jigglypuff episodes we've gotten, but I really can't recall the last time we saw it. Since, like, the blimp episode? Oh my gosh, we've seen a lot since then. Oh, okay, I must have blacked out. Yeah, that's the last time I remember it being there, but... (laughs) When was the last time we saw it? Do you know? Probably when they went into Johto and we just saw it in the background. Well, yeah, well, that that doesn't count because it didn't do anything. It's not notable. It's very much not around. You know what I mean? So, is it the blimp episode? No, because they used it to get Snorlax to go to sleep. Oh, Okay, whatever. Moving on. It's not that important. Jigglypuff is here. Oh my god. Jigglypuff decides to do what it does best and put everybody to sleep and then get mad about it. 
But Snubble wakes up early and is extremely angry that it was defaced in this manner. And so it confronts Jigglypuff and they get into a big fight and uh, it steals its microphone marker. Thank God. Jigglypuff is no longer has its tools of war and can't wreak havoc on the unsuspecting people. You didn't feel bad for it when it was all sad? No. Oh, good. Should I have? Does that make me a bad person? No, you should have kicked it and like had it float away. I'm sorry. I can't feel bad about it. It's just a menace. Unfortunately, and I don't know, I, I can't understand this decision for the life of me. I just can't. Because the twerps are always like, oh my god, Jigglypuff is here. Run away. This is horrible. But when they wake up, they find a depressed Jigglypuff. And they're like, we can't stand to see you like this, Jigglypuff. I know. We'll help you find your microphone. Why did they decide to help? I don't know. I was mad at them. I was like, keep going. Keep, keep go through the Onyx Tunnel and get to the Hound Hour already. Just go. I also was feeling like we should get to the Hound Hour already. I don't know why they would willingly cause this problem for themselves. But the Twerps must have better hearts than we do because they decide to help it track down its microphone. Meanwhile, back to Team Rocket. They're getting into some shenanigans. Snubble finds Meowth after long last and bites its tail and Meowth is fed up with this because Jessie's obsessed with Snubble. She thinks it's so cute. And if Misty can have Togepi and carry it all over the place and snuggle with it, she thinks she deserves to also have a Pokemon she can be cute and snuggle with. And that will be Snubble. Snuggle Snubble. A snuggly Snubble. That's right. So Meowth is like, fuck this shit. It's just me or Snubble. We can't. There's not room enough in this group for both of us. And I'm not going to stand around and be accosted every five minutes. So I really appreciate that Meowth stood up for himself and uh, tried to exercise his bodily autonomy, but it doesn't work because Jesse and James are like, all right, see you later. Happy trails, Meowth. Poor Meowth. Yeah. Do you think they were just yanking his chain? I thought they genuinely forgot he existed for a second there. That's pretty sad. <laughs> I feel bad. I mean, I know Meowth is the reason why Team Rocket is so like bumbling idiots, but you know, what? What are you going to say? This is such a boring episode. I'm sorry. I'm trying to make it fun. I know you are, but there's nothing you can do. Sometimes we have like good like one-liners or good like, you know, observations to make, but I can't think of anything. Team Rocket was nothing but puns this entire episode. Did you notice that? Yes. Every single line they had was a pun of some sort. Don't point that don't point that out because it makes me miss this like so much. Oh my god. All right. Well, it's isn't I, this I don't want to hear I don't want to hear I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right. Meowth leaves. It's very sad. Jessie comes up with the brilliant idea to use her pogo stick slash shovel thing contraption to do a classic pitfall trap so that when the twerps walk by, they can catch them in the hole and, I don't know, steal Misty's Pokemon, I guess. Complete with the classic fruit basket trick. So they put a bunch of fruit on the hole. The twerps come along, they realize, hmm, this seems suspicious, it's probably a trap. But Ash is more concerned with the free meal, which I guess I don't blame him with things as expensive as it is. So they're like, we're, this is a uh, trap we're willing to fall into because we can get some free food out of it. Jigglypuff falls in, gets rescued by Bulbasaur three different times. Hooray, thanks Bulbasaur. Meanwhile, Meowth comes across a sad and depressed Jigglypuff, and he starts waxing poetic about how life has beaten him down. I think I lost track of how they were saving Jigglypuff and then Meowth found Jigglypuff the next scene. Oh my god, that's a good point. Like, how did it- What? Did I miss something? I think it ran off. Oh, that's right. Okay, the twerps are there with Jigglypuff. Team Rocket's watching from the bushes. It falls into the trap three times. Bulbasaur fishes it out three times. And then they're like, 
come back, Jigglypuff, and it runs into the bushes. To Meowth. Meowth is somewhere around, and it runs into Meowth. Sure. So thank you for pointing that out, because if that wasn't clear, that was the progression of events. So yeah, Meowth is like, this is so sad. You know what? We we gotta just forget those losers. We can make our own team, the dream team. All we need is our dreams. We can do anything. It's a nice moment, to be honest with you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. I'm glad you did. Meowth is like, you remind me of the full moon, which I love so much. But it's short-lived because Snubble comes along again. And then they all get into a big fight. Meowth, Snubble, and Jigglypuff. I wrote the progression of the slap fight. Please regale us. Okay, so Snubble and Jigglypuff are slapping each other. Slap, slap. Meowth comes up and tells him to stop hitting each other. Snubble hits Meowth when he gets in the way. (laughs) So Meowth hits Snubble. And then Jigglypuff hits Meowth. Oh my gosh. For hitting Snubble. Poor Meowth. Yes. I'm surprised Snubble didn't like chew his tail clean off. Snubble had bigger worries at the time. I suppose. I know. Ooh, faced with Jigglypuff. Ugh. I guess you're right. So the twerps run up. They get involved because they always have to stick their nose in. And they're like, hey, what the hell are you doing? They do the motto. And I think this is the... F- I didn't write it down. Mm-hmm. I think... Mm-hmm. Well, the main, the main point, the biggest point of this is... At the end of it, because Meowth this whole time has been worried about who's going to say Meowth that's right at the end if Meowth isn't there. But Wobbuffet has that solved because this is the first time we get the Wobbuffet and it pops up. This is a garbage episode with the single most important thing to ever happen in the world, (laughs) which is Wobbuffet and the motto. I knew, I thought of you immediately because I was like, uh... This is the first time this has happened, and Austin's going to want to talk about this. Yep. And it was different this time, because for a little while, Wobbuffet's going to try and go before Meowth. Oh. But eventually, it's going to settle into Meowth goes first and Wobbuffet. That's so cute. I'm going to keep track of the progression of how that goes. It's so weird, like, when I think about it, because it's like, Wobbuffet is so, he's such a mainstay now. Like, it's like he's always been there, even though we've had plenty of episodes without him. And it's kind of weird to be in this point of, like, he's new to the group. And they're still, like, navigating his role. Like, Jesse's like, you're so annoying. And Can I say this for Wobbuffet? Sure. Aspire to be a Wobbuffet. Wobbuffet, <laughs> he's in a new situation with new people around him. And he ingratiates himself into that. Not seamlessly and not effortlessly. But he takes the initiative and he makes sure that his presence is felt. That's such good advice. Yep. Let's all be, let's channel our inner Wobbuffets. Exactly. I feel like this is a good thing to to do because I personally often struggle with feeling like I belong in a situation and I always feel like the odd one out, but I should remember to be a Wobbuffet. Yeah, just say your name. He's there and people just accept him because that's the kind of energy he puts out. It's like if you have a clipboard, just go somewhere with a clipboard. What? Very official. People won't question why you're there. I'm going to start doing that everywhere I go. Apparently, that's the key. Pretend like you know what you're doing. Have a very determined look on your face. Go somewhere with a clipboard and people will not question this. Is this for when we're trying to break into a place to commit espionage of some sort? What is? What are you planning? Yes. Okay, cool. I think the, the sentiment is the same. Just act like you belong and people will accept you. All right. Well, that was cute. I like the fact that Wobbuffet sort of stepped in for Meowth and that's the beginning of the rest of time. I guess some battling happens. I didn't really (laughs) write this down. Team Rocket blasts off again. And Jigglypuff sings. And it puts all the Onyx to sleep. 
and it's more powerful than a normal sing attack because of all the echoiness in the cave. So the twerps are able to get through the cave with no issue. Uh, Misty didn't. Well, I guess no, she did use her water type Pokemon. Oh, she used Poliwag against Team Rocket. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They walk through the cave onwards to Goldenrod. Just around the corner. Yeah, just around the corner in how many episodes? I don't know. Episode 100 of Out of the Drying Pan is when we're going to get there. It's coming up soon. Jesse, James, Meowth, Wobbuffet, they come back through. And unfortunately, Jesse trips, falls, screams out, ow, and the Onyx wake up and they are now able to pass. So I'm sure they'll figure out another way to get around. That was it. Not the best or most action-packed episode. Ugh. Any other thoughts? Are we in Hoenn yet? Oh my gosh. Are we there yet? Don't tease me like that. Well, that's all I had. Well, I have us randomized. I go first and you go second for our MVP, LVP, and quote section where we compete to have the best MVP, LVP, and quote of the episode. Has it always been a competition? It has been since now. I didn't write anything, so I'm just going to make it up. Uh, my MVP is going to be Wobbuffet. Wait, did you say you were first? Yes, I am. See, it's on the oh, list. Oh, is it? I didn't see. I'm pulling a Wobbuffet here. I'm in charge. Oh, I have right. a clipboard and everything. Look, see my clipboard? Yes. Wobbuffet's my MVP, and my LVP is going to be... Oh my god, drumroll please. Okay. Meowth. Your LVP is Meowth. Because this was a Meowth-focused episode, and I did not care for it, so he gets LVP. Oh, okay. Better luck next time, Meowth. My quote will be... Jesse, all of a sudden, I feel a little weird, James. James says, I always feel a little weird. All right, let's see. MVP. Hmm. Jigglypuff. No. MVP, I'm going to give it to Onyx. Why not? The wild Onyx. The wild Onyx. I feel like they deserve more because this episode was called Tunnel Vision. There was a big old focus on Onyx Tunnel at the beginning. And then we didn't really get any sort of Onyx anything. And I feel like they always do Onyx really dirty, and I don't know why. Maybe just because it's too big and cumbersome to do anything with, really, but I feel bad for it. Bad enough to give it MVP. That makes me realize we didn't even get a new Johto Pokemon this episode. Didn't we? No. Oh, you're right. Wow, no wonder it feels so drab. Do we need to have something new every time? We need to have somewhat interesting, by the standards of this anime, scenes. I don't know, because I have thoughts about the next episode in which we do get a new Johto Pokemon, and then it's super awesome and cool, and, like, we never see it again. All right, let's keep going. All right, LVP, I'm going to give it to the Twerps for trying to help Jigglypuff and getting its goddamn microphone back. They could have just left it. They could have just walked away. You don't always have to insert yourself into every single situation. Like, I'm sorry, I know it's a helpless animal, but it's also a menace and a spawn of, like, the underworld. So I feel like we don't need to help it, but they did. And now it can continue to menace them, and it's all their fault. If it wasn't for their hero complexes, that thing would still be in the Las Vegas desert forest. Would that have been so bad? No, it would not have been. Okay, so Ash, you know what? Specifically Ash. I'm going to say specifically Ash. I said the twerps, but with a focus on Ash because he's the one that decided this. All right, so do I write down twerps or Ash? Hmm. You know what? Just do the twerps because they also, they agreed. They were like, okay, that sounds great. They could have said no. Not that Ash would have listened to them, but I feel like they could have had some sort of like input. All right, my quote, I'm not going to go with a pun. I feel like... It'd be easier to do that and go with like a funny thing, but I'm going to give it to Meowth where he's having his little moment and I thought it was very sweet. 
and he's talking to Jigglypuff, and he says, I say the only shelter we have against the disappointments of life is our dreams. I don't know. It touched me. I was like, oh, that's so nice. Next episode. Next episode. Hour of the Hound Hour. But you gotta say it with like a sinisterness. Hour of the Hound Hour. That's right. This is a spoopy episode. Sort of. It had good music from the Japanese version of YouTube Strikes Back. I noticed that. I know, not to like jump ahead or anything, but I did notice a difference in the music and I was like, ooh, I've never heard this backing track before. Well, speaking of music cues, let's get ready for our 30 second summary. I hope that you use this in some some place around this episode or in this podcast episode in general, like that music. All right, let's go. And so good. Wait, oh my God, I'm not even ready. Ah! <laughs> and oh, shit. 12, All right. 11, 3, 2, 1, go. Okay, the twerps stop for lunch. Ash realizes his bag is missing. Oh no. They discover a footprint, mysteriously. Team Rocket's there. They steal Nurse Joy's groceries, and then they discover that the groceries have been stolen from them. Ultimately, they discover the culprit, which is a pack of vicious, bloodthirsty hound hours. They rip the twerps apart in a bloodbath. But not really. Actually, they attack the twerps, the twerps fight back, they realize, oh my god, there's a sick hound hour fighting a golem, and Pause. they- Pop, Save pop. the hound hour and the day is saved. You suck. All right. <laughs> you know what? I don't care. So today we are in Johto on the way to Goldenrod City. Boy, oh boy. Joy, oh joy. The narrator mentions that we got, just got through the Onyx Tunnel. So I'm glad that got referenced. That was really important. Ash's backpack that he leaves on, next to a tree or some shit, it's taken by a mysterious shadow. But why would anyone want to take his backpack? Because of the, the thread he left in there. Hmm. Interesting. Meanwhile, Nurse Joy and Chansey are at some sort of town, and they um, stop to get some ice cream from an ice cream truck. Which, do adults stop to get ice cream from ice cream trucks? I feel like I'm one of those, like, airplane flagger people with, like, the brightly colored sticks, and I'm, like, motioning to you to stop, and because I have a thought, and you're not listening. That's because I minimized the window, and I couldn't see you. Oh, well, I was frantically gesturing. All right, use your voice. Rewind. All the way back to the bread thing. So, I have a question. Why does Ash have the bread in the first place? Because Bach's backpack is too full of furniture and tents and, like, all his <laughs> cooking utensils and pots and pans. And I'm sure they have pounds and pounds and pounds of kibble with them. Not to mention human food. He has a heavy ball in there, so I'm sure that's pretty heavy. I just was curious because they send Ash out on a errand to get some water and they give him the bread. And I'm like, but why? Because they're setting up the picnic area why do they have to give him the bread? They could have kept the bread. Eaten it. And eaten the bread there. But no, they had to give it to Ash. Because the rules of the universe said that the bread had to be stolen. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we're with Nurse Joy and her ice cream. Okay. What was the question you had about ice cream? Do Sorry. adults stop and get ice cream from ice cream trucks? I mean, did you lose your whimsy somewhere along the way, Austin? I lost my whimsy straight out of the womb. I'm sorry to tell you. I think I had a conversation with somebody recently about ice cream trucks, and I was like, I haven't seen an ice cream truck in four score and seven years ago. So I would stop and get an ice cream if I had the opportunity. But so yes, yes, I would say yes, adults do that. 
Okay, so Alex and Nurse Joy and Chansey get some ice cream, and Nurse Joy yes. puts her groceries aside, including her big old ham that she purchased. <laughs> a ham. A ham made from, you know, a pig that exists in the Pokemon world. Lechonk doesn't exist yet. No, it does not. A uh, mysterious. Okay, wait, 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 stop. Oh my god. Sorry. Okay. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I think we I think this warrants a discussion. Okay, ham. It's a ham. It says ham in English letters. So what is it? Is it a pig? Is there actual pig? Because we know that there's actual animals, or at least there was. So is this a pig or is this a Pokemon ham? Is this a, a Tauros shank? Is this like a mill tank ham? I don't think you make ham from cows and bulls, Alex. Are there pigs? I, but that's what I'm saying. Like, is there a pig at this point? There's a dead pig. You can eat its flesh. But like a pig Pokemon. There's not a pig Pokemon, no. Yet. What's the closest equivalent? It would be a cow thing. So Nurse Joy has some ham in her grocery bag. And all so the rules of the, the universe. Okay. I don't have any answers. I am not God. I could not possibly tell you. <laughs> and you would think that the mysterious shadow that stole Ash's bread, which was not made from animals. It was made from grains. Uh, you'd think that mysterious shadow would steal their food as well. But instead, it's just Team Rocket. Who has an entire, like, fishing line segment in which they steal the ham from the bag. But that doesn't matter because then the ham is stolen from Team Rocket by a mysterious shadow. Because, I don't know, we had to, like, fill time or something. Whatever. Yes. And then Joy turns a corner looking for her stolen ham. And she's like, ham, ham, where are you? What are you? What are you made of? Where did you come from? What does this mean about the world in which we live? Here's a fun game you can play. Yes. Rewind your audio now, listeners, and take a shot every time Austin says the word ham. Ham, ham, ham. I'm hamming it up because everyone's so <laughs> obsessed with this ham. That word has lost all meaning to me now. Team Rocket is blaming Wobbuffet for eating the ham. And Ash and the twerps <laughs> are also behind the buildings. And they're like, Nurse Joy, what are you doing here behind the buildings? Because that's a normal thing to do. You don't normally go behind the buildings looking for your missing ham? Well, I oftentimes don't go behind the buildings for no reason whatsoever. Find Nurse Joy looking for her ham and be like, Nurse Joy, what are you doing back here behind the buildings? This is a very important ham. Okay, anyway. Oh my god. Okay, so we're still talking <laughs> about ham. We're still talking about ham. And Misty is like, I know who stole the ham. It was Jesse and James and Meowth of Team Rocket. Rude. Well, she wasn't wrong. Um, excuse me, but she had no basis in which to, like, judge that situation. Like, she just automatically jumped into, did it look like the culprits look like this? And then she does, like, a James impression or a girl with a hair like this. And then she does, like, a Jesse impression. But she wasn't wrong. Well, she wasn't wrong, but also we know that as, as the omniscient audience, but, like, she didn't know that. Yeah, but think about it. They have been followed by Jesse and James every single day for the past God knows how long, but less than a year, but also several years. Simultaneously. Yes. So the twerps learn that there's a ham thief on the loose, and they decide to go running off in a random direction into the woods until they run out of breath, and it's going to get dark soon. Now they're going to lay a trap to catch the ham thief. Because, I don't know, they have, they have nothing else going on in their lives. Forget Goldenrod City. Forget the Johto League. Well, it's not like we have an important mission in which we have to drop off a very important GS ball. Nope, that is not the case. Instead, we have a very important mission. We're going to take the time to carve out a fake wooden sausage while also making real sausages and then putting the real sausage and the wood sausage in a pan, leave it seemingly unattended on the fire, 
and wait for the mysterious ham thief to appear. Okay, stop. I have a question. Yes. What was the purpose of the fake sausage? There was none. Because the ham thief would have come for the real sausage. Yes. As it did. So what is the purpose of having a fake sausage just to lure the ham thief? Well, okay, wait. What was Brock's logic here? Like he was going to carve the fake sausage and then like cook the real sausage so that the smell was in the air. And then the ham thief would take the sausage, but then realize that, ooh, this is a fake thing and I can't eat it. So I have to go back. But the ham thief would have already been there. So why would they have to have it come back? Brock just really wanted to do some wood carving that day. Okay. Yes. That's as good of an explanation as we're gonna get. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. But you know what? It works. Because some (laughs) rabid dogs appear. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. And they are so fucking cool. Houndour is the best thing ever to happen. This episode really sold me on Houndour. I know that this isn't like a novel idea, but I was upset that Ash did not catch one of them. Yup. Very upset. Yup. You know, especially because these episodes in which like they bond closely with a Pokemon and then they do not catch it. How fucking cool. I mean, okay, no shade on Cyndaquil. Love Cyndaquil. Super cute. You know, fire type. But Ash has multiple grass types. So why can't we have multiple fire types? Would it have been so bad to have Houndour? I would have gladly sacrificed Cyndaquil to the embers of hell to get a hellhound Houndour instead. I-, I can't think about it too long because I will get upset. All right. All these Houndours appear. It's a whole pack of them, including the one super badass pack leader Houndour. Ooh. Crowded in the full moon, standing on top of a cliff face that now suddenly exists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> its face is all scarred up. Like, I think one of its, like, eyebrow things is a scratch. It has an yes. X scar under one eye. And it looks like totally fucking badass. Amazing. They're all mad because, oh my god, of Brock's evil wooden sausage that they tricked the Houndour with. And now the Houndour are gonna rip them to shreds. It was a bloodbath. The corpse send out Cyndaquil, Pikachu, Chikorita, Psyduck, and Onyx versus the five Houndour. And Cyndaquil does his dodging stuff. So it's pretty ineffectual. And then Ash gets tackled by a Houndour. And my notes say the Houndour tries to slam on one but two more just jump on him. What the fuck does that mean? Wait, say that again in, in English. Houndour tricks to slam on one but two more just <laughs> jump on him. Um, <laughs> yes, that's exactly the way it happens. Chaos. Chaos ensues. It's just madness. You know what else is madness? The fact that Pikachu seemingly knows Leer? Yeah, no, I'm calling bullshit on that. Okay, the pack leader Houndour comes down because he it wants a one-on-one with Ash, the pack leader of the twerps. Sure. So Houndour uses Leer on Pikachu, and Ash says, Pikachu, you use your Leer attack right back. And then Pikachu just kind of glares, but doesn't use some sort of, like, signature effect of some sort. I don't think he was actually using Leer. I thought for sure that Houndour was using Glare, Right. But I don't know if it can even learn glare, but it's like eyes were glowing red and I was like, ooh, it's doing something. No leer for Pikachu. That's lame. No, no, that's fucking stupid. Sorry. Yep. It's never known leer. <laughs> it turns out, oh my gosh, there's a pain call from a distant Houndour and all the other Houndours are like, Houndour. So they all use smog <laughs> to escape. Wait, they, they all did what? Houndour. Oh my God. Very concerningly. Yes. So they all run away. Turns out there's a weak Houndour elsewhere, and it's being killed by a, like, golem of some sort. 
a golem of some sort. <laughs> is getting killed by a vicious golem that wants to kill the Houndour for no discernible reason. Was it like a territory thing or was it trying to like steal the food? Like what was happening? Was it trying to eat Houndour? Are golems carnivorous? Golems are rocks. Do rocks eat dogs? But it's like not only a rock, it's got like a fleshy body in there. It's got a tongue and eyeballs. Fangs and a tongue. Let's look it up. If it has fangs, it has to eat meat, right? Hold on. It eats poffins and pokey blocks and poffins. sandwiches. All you feed me is poffins. All right. It's apparently, okay, good old Bulbapedia. I know how much. Oh my it. God. It's the only resource we have. I'm sorry. Ew, it's a trade evolution. Gross. Bipedal, tortoise-like, boulder Pokemon. It is not tortoise-like. No, 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 no. Have you seen a tortoise, Bulbapedia? I mean, no. I'm just reading the words that it says here. You know what? I could go on Bulbapedia right now and say that Golem looks like a lollipop if I wanted to. So I don't want to hear Bulbapedia. I think it looks more like a lollipop than a tortoise. I know. The head has a flat snout with two pointed teeth in the lower jaw and red eyes. The short arms that have three claws and two legs with feet that have four claws. Okay, so it's got claws, which is a carnivore trait. It's going to rip Houndour apart and eat it. Got fangs. It can withdraw into its shell thing. It's not a tortoise. I'm going to say it has carnivorous tendencies, or at least has... It's got sharp teeth, so... Yeah. Okay. It's going to eat this Houndour, and then it's going to get sick, because Houndour has some sort of infection. Ash saves the sick hound hour from the golem of some sort with Chikorita. Oh and my <laughs> oh my gosh, hound hour has a horrible fever and we got to get to the Pokemon Center. So we got to convince the, the stupid dogs that we're going to spray your hound hour friend with potion and it's going to help. And then we're going to pick it up and run away with it. And it's going to be for the best. I don't know. This was kind of a perilous situation because from a logical standpoint, they're surrounded by a pack of vicious man-sized dogs. Not man-sized. They were as big as Ash. Boy-sized dogs. Whatever. And so the pack is like surrounding them and they think that Ash is like hurting it because it's like screaming out in pain when they spray it with the stuff and then the super potion rather. I don't know. I would be a little bit afraid to be like, oh my God, like dogs, we're not trying to kill you like your friend. We're trying to help it. Like that's the same. Like what if you were in the desert or something and you were like trying to take care of a sick like hyena and all the hyenas were like surrounding you. I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't mess around with a bunch of wild hyenas, regardless of what their physical or emotional states are. Well, Ash is messing around with a wild dog. Thankfully, Houndowers are smarter than wild hyenas, and they understand the concept they're trying to convey. So the twerps run off with the Houndour, and the Houndour pack blasts off Team Rocket or some shit, I don't know. Eventually, the Houndour pack catches up to the twerps and escorts them all the way back to the Pokemon Center... The Pokemon Center of Nameless Town, where you can get a ham and an ice cream truck right next to each other. <laughs> they bring in the, the Hound Hour to the Pokemon Center. And thank God it wasn't one of those, like, Pokemon Centers that closes at 9 p.m. like some of the other ones we've encountered. Well, Nurse Joy was desperate to know what the hell became of her ham. She was going to stay up all night waiting for that ham. Yeah, she was waiting with bated breath to find out what happened to the ham. And so she stayed open late. She doesn't get a ham, though. She gets a dying hound hour, which, thankfully, she's able to save with some antibiotics or something. Then Team Rocket appears again, and at this point, Ash has just completely assumed control of the pack. He's now the, the alpha <laughs> hound hour. He's commanding the pack leader to do whatever he wants, and he's like, go and run and jump with Pikachu on your back and do a triple somersault. Okay. 
this was the biggest load of bullshit ever because the hound hour it was so effortless. Like, he looked so good with it, and he was like, Houndour, use flamethrower or whatever, and it listened to him, and it was, like, perfect and wonderful, and I was, like, picturing all the moments in my head of, like, oh, if Ash had this Houndour, and oh my god, what if it evolved into a Houndoom? But then they were like, nope, psych. Cyndaquil. Fuck. Cyndaquil's gonna have to really make up for lost time to get us to prove his worth to us. He looked so good with it. Is it so bad to have a Dark-type Pokemon on the team? Is that the problem here? No, Krokorok. Okay, but that's later. Okay, true. Also, at the time, Dark-type dark, uh. dark Pokemon is a new thing. That's like a, whoa, what's a Dark-type Pokemon kind of thing. Wouldn't it have been so cool? Well, then he would just send it off with Heracross and we'd never see it again. I still don't understand the decision behind that. Bulbasaur's still fucking here. I like Bulbasaur, but again, I know to your point that you made before, I think, was it last week's episode or the week before, whatever, where you're like, we should focus on the Johto Pokemon. What's the purpose of a new season if you're not going to use the new Pokemon? Like, we've seen Bulbasaur for a billion episodes already, and then we get rid of one of the coolest Johto Pokemon that we've seen so far. Yep. All right. Let's not belabor the point. <sighs> Nurse Joy runs outside, and she's like, what's going on? And Ash says, they stole your ham! And so Ash and his new Houndour buddies blast off Team Rocket, and they owe him a debt of gratitude. So they all lick him, and they roll around on the ground for a while. And now the twerps are on their merry way to Goldenrod the next day, and the Houndour pack, including the newly healed one, give them a Hellhound salute as they wave, or they kind of give a cool badass pose as they leave. Oh... And we never see them again. We never see them again. Even though Ash says, we'll see you soon or whatever. No, we will not. <sighs> so when's the next time we see a hound hour? I have no idea. Damn. You know what? I'm going to look it up. We see a hound doom with Togepi. When does that happen? Soon. Hound hour. Delville, apparently. In Japanese. All right. Let's see when it appears in the anime. Okay. Obviously, they debuted an hour of the hound hour in Pikachu and Pichu. There was, it was an enemy of the Pichu brothers. I completely forgot about that. We have another Hound Hour coming up really soon. Cool. Okay. It reappeared in Trouble in Big Town. Okay. So then like some other episodes. In Mystery is History, Cassidy uses a Hound Hour. Team Flare. All right. This is getting into like way later. That's okay. The Hound Hour Pichu episode actually is pretty good. It would have been better if we had gotten it as a team member. Okay. Regardless, you're first for the MVP, LVP, and quote. Ooh. Okay. MVP, I'm going to give it to... The ham. No. <laughs> because without that damn ham, we wouldn't have had this episode and we wouldn't have met Houndour and it would have been very sad. Good job, ham. Your noble sacrifice will not be forgotten. Even though we don't know where you originate from, you could be from anywhere. Yeah. And also the mystery of like where the ham came from. Maybe it's like one of those like tofurkey things. Do you think? Like maybe it's like tofu ham or something. Then where did they come up with the idea for ham to exist without ham ever having existed? Well, how can you have substitute meat without meat being a concept? But there is meat as a concept because they do eat Pokemon. That's true. Oh my gosh. Madness. Anyway, hmm, food for thought. Ham for thought. LVP. Mm, I'm going to give it to Ash for not catching the hound out. <laughs> Boo. Boo on you, Ash. You could have had it all. Quote. Did I even write anything? Oh my God. I didn't write a quote. I didn't write a quote, Austin. You want one of mine? Is this real? Is this real life? Did I not write a quote? Did you not write a quote? I didn't. Can I have one of yours? Yeah, let me see what I got. <laughs> Oopsie. Uh, I got a couple. You want to put it up in the chat so I can pretend that it's mine? Yeah. All right. I'll st no, I say, I say my totally original thought that I'm having here. 
Meowth, the part where he says, it's time to say ciao to your ciao. Wow, that was such a good quote. I know, my God, can you believe I thought about it all myself? All right, my quote is when they find Joy in like the back alleyway and confront her about it. And Misty says, what are you doing back here? And Brock says, were you looking for me? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, Ridiculous. was he just going to hang out all day in a back alley? All right. Yep. Brock's also going to get my LVP for that wooden sausage crap. I don't know what that was. LVP Jesus. for that. Okay. MVP, I'm actually going to give it to Chikorita. Because Chikorita fought off that golem of some sort. Uh, the carnivorous, <laughs> tortoise-like golem of some sort. With the red <laughs> eyes and the incisors and everything. And Chikorita actually put that eight times super effectiveness to good use on, like, Victory Bell. So, there you go. Wait, so, oh, MVP then. Okay. Yeah, Chikorita's MVP. Sorry, I did it all out of order. Got and it. That's it. Got it. Wow. Uh, what a couple of episodes, huh? The second one was good. The second one was good. The, the first, first one, one was a little bit... Shit. Dry, I was gonna say. Dry. Shit. But shit you know dry shit it's, it's dry dog shit in my apartment complex that no one ever picks up oh god well you can't say it's well you never were the culprit because austin was a good pet owner fosterer, always so please pick up after your animals thank you psa of the day all right austin so what is on tap for next week next week is the episodes well we got a big one the totodile duel totodile duel oh my god and hot matches all right. I don't know. I can't recall what's the uh, focus of that, but I'm sure we'll all be pleasantly surprised when it comes. It's a Cyndaquil episode. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we look forward to that. That'll be fun. And hopefully, uh, Jacob, our favorite host, will be back. Jacob, where are you? Come back. Okay. So I'm going to try to remember how he closes this out because I never, I didn't prepare. So. Yay. Yay. All right, listeners, we hope you had as much fun as we did uh, listening to this episode and talking about the episodes. We hope that you join us next week for some more fun and laughs and adventures. Um, and you can get into contact with us and tell us how shit I am at hosting. We have a Twitter. So <laughs> connect with us on Twitter at Out of Drying Pan. <laughs> Our handle is Out of Drying Pan. There's no article in there, so forget the the. Also, we have a Gmail where you can email us stuff, and we'd like you to email us stuff because I don't think we've ever gotten a single email from anyone. That is out of the drying pan at gmail.com. Again, that is out of the drying pan at gmail.com. And did I forget anything, Austin? You're good. We're good. Okay, we're good. Uh, and join us next week as the journey continues. 